Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 70 of, ooh, of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. My name is Brett, and I am here with my co-host and partner in comics, Evil Jeff. Hi, um, Evil. We're 70. We're 70. Oh, my God. One day we're going to be 70. It's not that far away, and it scares the fuck out of me. Because, you 70... know, we're, we're closer to 70 than when we were born. We're closer to 70 than when we were 10. Oh, just stop. Here, can <laughs> oh I tell you can I tell you an old person moment I had last night? Yes. I was out at a bar and a drag Ooh. queen decided to do the entire Super Bowl Lady Gaga thing. Like every, the whole thing, like 20 minutes. God damn it. So I was like, "All right, you're really pushing our patience here." Uh, yeah, that's selfish. But there was someone at the bar and they were like, "Oh my god, like this is like, oh my god, like I was 10 when this came out. And I was like, what? Fuck. You. Like she was singing like Just Dance and Poker Face. And he was like, that was when I was 10. This is like my childhood. And I was like, I am so old. Because that felt like it was two years ago. It's so weird. Like I was just thinking about age discrepancies and comics. And let's take, for example, you know, you and I were raised on arguably... The Generation X Emma Frost, followed by the Morrison Emma Frost. Yeah. And that's Emma Frost. But yeah. there are people who really never grew up with that one. And so say like Bendis' uncanny black outfit is the main Emma Frost that they know. That Emma Frost was, didn't do anything. Right. So think about that just comics-wide how people have such different emotional connections and yeah. perceptions of every single character. Yeah. And it's also, but why is it that um, from when we were children, that was when it was the best? <laughs> and that's true for everybody. No, but ours is really, though. Like, I uh, feel like, really, well, here's the thing. I understand that everyone thinks what they grew up with is the best, but I feel like if we had like a town hall and had to have a debate, I think you and I would win. Absolutely. From Outback yeah, yeah, to yeah. New X-Men. Yeah. Seriously. You can't argue with that. Okay. Also, speaking of Lady Gaga, she was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, my God. She was nominated for an Oscar. It's crazy that she doesn't use her real name. What is it? Stephanie Cachocchio or something? Yeah, that's weird. You know what? I actually, really? I actually respect that. Yeah, me too. Because it's her, she's just like, because when you change your name, like, uh, what's it, The Rock? What's his real name? Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. It. Where he changed that, it was kind of like saying, this is me legitimately a, a star now. Where yeah, I think she's kind of like, fuck you, I've always been a star. So yeah. I don't and have to prove the, anything. Yeah. Even Lady though, Gaga but if there's 99 character. people... Um, oh my god, just this poor woman regrets saying that so much. Did the you see the Golden Globes? The sad thing is you could do that with anybody. Because when you what? go on those junkets, you say the same thing a million times. Oh, like, yeah. You could find any actor on a junket and, and like Je Jennifer Lawrence, like any of that shit. A any cheesy thing that yeah. those people say. Yeah. On the Golden Globes, she was like, it's true. <laughs> when they were making fun of her. Poor woman. Uh, all right, back to Oscars, though. 
Uh, you know what else about the Oscars, in addition to Stephanie Gaga, is that a Marvel movie is nominated not just for best visual effects, although Infinity Wars is. It wasn't nominated for best picture? No. Oh. But Black Panther is. That's oh oh that's what I okay that's what you were talking about. Sorry, I got confused. Yes, yes. No, Infinity War just visual effects. Black Panther seven Oscar nominations. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like let's but think Marvel. Here's, here's the thing, though, is this is what I think. I think it's a very well made superhero movie, and I think superhero movies have now been in. Um, been in the realm long enough where now you can actually I think it's it's been legitimized as like no this yeah, can actually genre be a really bias good movie. Is diminished yeah sure. so I think it's like oh this is a very good version of this genre and I think this is the other thing I realized is the academy loves um, things that alleviate white guilt Oh, they sure do. And I'm not saying Black Panther does not deserve to be nominated for an Oscar, but there is a lot of white people that are nominating the shit. And I feel a lot of them are definitely like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're just. Oh, absolutely. They want to feel better. A bunch of white saviors. Absolutely. And that is why I have a problem with the movie Green Book. Mm -hmm. Because I am like. I understand the need to make movies where it's like the white guy helps the black guy, like helps helps the black guy so that other people aren't mean to him and be racist. So is it's like the need? white the white man is the hero. Here's where the need is. The need is for like people in Alabama or in like the middle of nowhere that are like racist and have no don't know any people of color. They'll see that movie and be like, "Oh, Black people or people too, like that's well, so. So I feel like sure, it's, and but but I feel like that is does not worthy of an Oscar nomination. No, it isn't. It's bullshit. Nor should that movie even be relevant anymore. I mean, we've yeah. been doing that since the fucking forties. Yeah, making movies yeah. where the white person steps in to help yes. the minority, and we're still making them, and it's bullshit. You know what I say to those people? And I'm sorry if there's any listeners in Alabama. Love you. But to, like, those people that we mean, you've had plenty of time to fucking get it. You've had plenty of time to take the fucking hint. So fuck off. I'm done with movies like Green Book. We're done with that. We've already delivered the lesson. If you either caught on or you didn't. And if you didn't, fuck you. Yeah, like, this movie, Green Book, should have been, like, a Lifetime movie or something. it should have been a movie years ago. You know what was another movie that should have been made years ago? Glass. Can, I just need to talk oh, about Glass shit. for a second. I want to see it, though. I, you can't spoil it for me because I do want to see it. I won't it. spoil it. Okay. Well, okay. I, you know I, de- I want to. Well, first of all, I'm going to say this. <laughs> when I saw the commercial, I turned to my friend Jamie and I was like, here's my call. And she saw it before me and she goes, you're absolutely right. Oh, you guessed I, it? I, I know. Like, it's so obvious. Okay, wait. I'm sure. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I I've called a lot of his twists. Well, what do you think? The, what do you think the twists? Arguably, there are maybe two or three twists. I feel the worst twist is they're all the same person, and it's in the person's mind. That is the worst. It's or they're all, all right, different personalities that. of that. It's absolutely not like that. they're the other alters. That's so hack. Uh, no, hey, I mean. Glass I is mean I mean, come on. <laughs> That's the well, criteria. Let's, <laughs> let's move away. Let's move away from the whole twist thing. What I really want to talk about is that Glass would have been a much better movie 15 years ago. Because Glass, like, if you remember Unbreakable and why Unbreakable was kind of so cool at the time, was because it kind of was the first thing to 
embrace comic book formula you yeah know, and speak about it in a self-refer in it like in, in an aware kind of way like scream did with horror and it framed thing you realized you were watching something that was being framed in terms of a comic book the whole time and you walked away from unbreakable saying oh i just watched an origin issue of a comic book awesome and that's why unbreakable was so good now it's like it's kind of like when Scream Four came out in the YouTube generation, and you're like, "Oh my God, it's gonna it's it's gonna have so many new things to say because we have evolved so much." Right, you stop right now, <laughs> because Scream Four is fucking amazing. <laughs> Great, sure. How dare you? But it doesn't glass. say anything new. I will say it doesn't say anything new. No, but, it's like uh, you put something on YouTube. I was like, ooh, well, great. Wes Craven's too old. But Glass is like, you know, in comic books. And we're like, yeah, no shit. Like, we know, it's the most basic comic book stuff. You know, like, remember, in comic books, um, there's pages. And there's yeah, an Inca and it's a like pencil. The basic formulas. And <laughs> it's like, we have watched 10 years of the comic book genre in cinema evolve to the level of Winter Soldier, to the level of nominated for Best Picture, Black Panther, and here you are explaining to us what a showdown is. Like, no shit. <laughs> we know. It's just so steeped in basic comic book knowledge that is so old hat, and they talk about comics in a way that people who don't know anything about comics talk about comics. So think back to Unbreakable. Remember Sam Jackson's mother, Sam Jackson's mother was was a character that did a lot of explaining, yeah. a lot of framing and explaining. The old wise you know. black woman. Yeah, Elijah used to blah 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. So, in Glass, you do have the activation. This I'm going to give away. It's not a spoiler, but you do have the girl from Split, the son from Unbreakable, and the mother from. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, the son from Unbreakable and the mother from Unbreakable. And Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson, but I'm talking about these were the same actors that oh, were in even the kid in, oh, from Unbreakable 15 so years all, ago. It's so him he's all grown like, up. He, oh, and oh, the, the I trio like that. of them—it's cool. it's actually pretty cool. The trio of them is they—they—they they, they have impact on the movie as okay. a trio. It's—it's it's pretty cool. But they're also called out for doing so in in a way I won't spoil. Okay, but. Like, she still does. Elijah's mother, Mr. Glass's mother, still does all of that explaining shit. And yeah. she, goes, she goes, oh, it's just like Elijah used to say. This is what happens in the limited editions. <laughs> I'm like, the what? The what? What the fuck is a limited edition? <laughs> and there's nothing special that... Limited edition. I just like looked at the movie screen. I was like, "All right, I'm done with you talking to me about comic books." Nobody. I think it was meant to say it's something. It would make more sense if it was like this is like in when what you read in the trade, like the in, in the you know what I mean, or, or the omnibus in a crossover or, or a an crossover. Event. Yeah, uh, you know, like yeah, in the limited editions. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is a limited edition? Yeah, that it reminds me of. Did you ever see the movie Throw Mama from the Train? Owen. You said, but the, it, Billy uh, Billy Crystal teaches a writing class, and and like they're all writing screenplays, and then the one woman is like doing like a re hunt for Red October, and she keeps being like, and then they press the button that made the thing go, and then <laughs> and then Billy Crystal's like, you need to do your research and actually yeah. um, look up what the words are called. <laughs> That's what this feels like to me. 
it's just like in the limited edition. It's like, yeah, I, that's a comic word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for to win Best Actress? Um, can we go over the nominees again? Okay. It's Glenn Close. It's Lady Gaga. It's, it's Olivia Colman. Roma. It's the woman Olivia from Coleman. Roma, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, and then oh, who's the other one? Someone is it who isn't Regina, going to win. No, she's a supporting actress. King? She's supporting, supporting actress. And then someone else who's not going to win, so they don't matter. Right. So I mean, it's I think the Roma, the Roma character. I feel like the Roma character. I feel she's too fresh and new. And then I think Olivia Coleman may have actually probably had the best performance. But yeah, I feel that's like I think should but, win. but I feel like everyone is into the drama of Lady Gaga versus Glenn Close. But it is interesting. It's like there's there's the 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 performance that's like just totally she's the only person who could have played it, the woman from Roma. And then there's Olivia Coleman, which is the best acting. And then there's Glenn Closer, like, you fucking deserve an Oscar already. And then there's Lady Gaga, which is the person like, I didn't know she could do that. It's like every yeah. different category of best actress. I love it. Yeah, that's great. And you know what? And the fifth one is even a different category because it's Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yes. God damn it. I would. I mean, she has no chance, but. I feel like if it was a different year, there's just too many other um, narratives going on. This is. I want it to be Glenn Close. I want it to fucking be Glenn Close. Yeah, it's absolutely. You you can't not give Glenn Close an Oscar at this point. She she deserves it for Fatal Attraction. Fuck yeah! I watched this. I watched a YouTube video. Where this there's a YouTube channel that just goes through every best actress and the history behind it, like winner oh. and all the nominees. It's really good. But this person in that year, which is the year Cher won, she just brushed it off being like, Well, Glenn Close, that was too crazy of a performance to have a chance. And I'm like, How dare you? It was amazing. How dare you? Well, it's like when um oh my god, Gwyneth Paltrow won for Shakespeare in Love. <gasps> they over just in that the YouTube channel, they just did that one. It was the whole Ellen, history of Ellen Harvey Burstyn? Weinstein. Yeah. Ellen Burstyn did not win for Requiem for a Dream. Or Kate Blanchett and Elizabeth was at least better than fucking oh. Gwyneth Paltrow. Please. Oh, God, please. Um, Black Panther is nominated for, let's see if we can do this, Best Picture, Best best Score. And I think it should win Best Original Score because those drums kill me every time. Yeah. Uh, best Song from the Kendrick Lamar album, which is a great album. Uh, I forget which one. All it's not going to win. Be- okay, it's not going to win best song. No, it's not going to win best picture. It's not going to win best song. No, shallow. Yeah, win. yeah. Lady oh, Gaga's going to scoop that shit up. Oh, absolutely. Um, it and it's like best production design, best, and it's I think it's the first African American woman ever nominated for production design. I want to say. Yay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I whatever with the rest. I will say this, it won this the big SAG award. It won Best Ensemble. It did. So And Glenn I, Close hey, won I think Glenn Close won Best Actress, right? No, you know who won Best Actress? It's ridiculous. Oh. Wasn't it Emily Blunt? But I thought that was for What was uh, that? I thought that wasn't that supporting? No. no, Regina King won. That's Emily Blunt won? She's not what even nominated. Fuck? She's not even nominated. That was bought and paid for. 
That movie sucks. Really? Okay, don't tell me anything. I still haven't seen it yet, but you were the first. It's terrible. No, you were the first person to tell me you didn't like it. I literally, everyone else I've seen loved it. I'm telling you, it is terrible, and you were going to fucking hate it, and you were going to roll your eyes and be (laughs) like. Oh, no. You were going to have the exact same reactions I did. I feel like I am because everyone told me it's amazing, so I'm going into it expecting it's amazing. Just like how I'm going to like Glass because I'm going into it thinking it's going to be a piece of garbage. That's kind of the best way to go into it. Okay. A Quiet Place is absolute garbage. All right. What's better, Scream 4 or A Quiet Place? Scream 4, hands down. Okay. Um, did I, do you know that I just invited my friend Jamie over because she did not ever see Scream 2? And she's like a movie freak. I mean, this what? Is, this, Has she no, seen 3 and 4? No. What? But she, she knows I watch one it every well. Halloween. I watch all she the Screams so, every Halloween. She is, agrees with me that Scream 2 is the superior movie to Scream but I is, don't agree with that. I feel because oh, they're so different. Because Scream is still, it's like the first. You know it, what I mean? And, no, yeah, yeah. I think but it's also, one of the best sequels because it's so, it's so fucking funny. Fucking Jackie from Rose And it's Rose the best Hand. killer reveal. <laughs> it's amazing. But, so I was so Laurie excited Metcalf, when, I was so excited when, for the reveal. <laughs> Jamie was so happy. Oh, so you were just like, were you Metcalf. just like staring at her waiting for a yes. reaction? <laughs> yes. She was so convinced though. And this is where I want to get into the fact that Scream 2 is a cavalcade of, ni- of 1990s teen stars. There's so many more in there than we remember. Um, that she Portia was Rossi, the Noxima And Rebecca girl. Gayhart. She, Jamie was convinced they were the killers for a little while, and I've never known joy than to watch somebody convinced that those two characters, Portia <laughs> Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart, were the but killers. But you know, Rebecca Gayhart was the murderer in a 90s slasher movie. Oh, Urban Legends. Urban Legends, where I'm like, um, the killer was six foot five in every scene. <laughs> like lifted people up. And then her hair was like extra frizzy when it turned out she was the killer. Uh-huh. Oh, I got I to see that again. That Maybe was awful. Um, so you know who, like, Selma Blair is the girl on the phone with Sarah Michelle Gellar right before she gets killed, and um, Marisol Nichols, who is the mom, Veronica's mom on Riverdale. It's Selma Blair? Yeah, it's totally Selma Blair. Because you know on Prime Video, you pause it, and it shows you, like, who the cast members are in that scene? Which is a great feature. So I we paused it on that scene, and it had Selma Blair listed, and we what? were like, "Oh my god, that's totally her voice but, on the phone." But doesn't Selma Blair always act with an accent? No. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Selma Hayek. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Now imagine that whole conversation, but think Selma Hayek, and I'm like. What? I do not. <laughs> but like Tori Spelling's in it. Luke Wilson's in it. Oh, is that? They were the the movie versions. Yeah. Anyway, it's so good. It's so good. And I decided that Sydney and Gail Weathers, they're basically just same energy, Jean Grey and Emma Frost. Oh, yeah. They're totally Jean and Emma. And I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about magicians. Oh, episode two I thought was. Mwah. You had some problems with episode one. It jumped ahead so much. All right. Well, here like, can can you 
uh, uh, give like a quick for people that don't know the magicians, give like a quick synopsis or if they sure. haven't caught up on it. It's a show that's about 20 or 30 somethings, 20 somethings at a Hogwarts type school. They don't know that they have magic in them, but they're scooped up by the school and they try out for the school and they're in the school. Anyway, there's kind of seven disparate characters who we focus on in this show. And over the course of one or two seasons, their relationships developed, but it was really season three where the seven of them kind of coalesced as a main cast as like the seven. Um, at the end of episode three, uh, they saved magic, which had disappeared. However, the magic was scooped up by this all-powerful organization called the library. The library now rations magic out to all magicians, so everybody has a limited supply. However, our seven heroes, their minds were wiped in the same scene. And given new identities. Yes, scooped up magic and given new identities. So they do not remember. They are kind of all over the place, different cities. Maybe they're closer than I think. But they don't remember who they are. But uh, so on season season four, uh, there's a comic book that's got all of them in it. And they find each other through the comic book. And the comic book is kind of reflecting their lives back at them um, and saying that there's something special about them. Do you and think, think that was Strange's the, idea? Oh, she's, um, I hope so. I know she was very instrumental in putting it together. I think she was the one who reached out to artists and got creators to actually make the book. Yeah, it's so brilliant. Which is so cool. Especially because the last season was more like a quest. And now this maybe feels, maybe it's going to be more like a comic book based, which I love. Love it. I just love when there's something that unifies the seven characters. Yeah. Like this comic book. Um, so I think at the end of last episode, which was episode two of season four, um, they got their identities back thanks to, the, thanks to the meddling of one of the seven, Julia. Yes. But um, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, what, uh, Elliot, our favorite gay guy, is now possessed by like an evil, powerful demon. And, and he has Quentin. Who and that was all fucked a, up, like the torturing yeah. he was doing of Quentin. It was really fucked yeah. up. Where he just has blood. him. And Quentin's just sitting there like with, without, with his memories wiped, bloodied, as he's just murdering all these people in front of him. Not knowing what's going on or why. But just yeah. going with it. But now Quentin remembers he's Quentin. And he knows that he's stuck with the monster. And now he knows that the monster is dead set on killing Quentin's friends, our heroes. Yep. Who don't know a monster is coming for them. Until and the very last like, few seconds of the last episode. Yes. Oh, that's right. But he's like, like I think I compared him to Proteus last season. Yes. He's essentially Proteus. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally like super right. powerful, possesses bodies, childlike. He's Proteus. So it's, and it seems like the plot point now is that the only way they trapped him in this castle and they took away some certain memories and knowledge that he has that will make him way too powerful. Right. So he's now trying to find these gods to give him back the, the information that's missing from his mind to make him super yes. powerful. Yes. And I love that. And it looks like they're all back together except um, even uh, wasn't uh, what's her nuts sent back? Uh, I 
What's Margo? her name? Margo. King Margo, I think, is still in Fillory, right? No, I thought the god sent her back at the very end. That oh. other, the Bacchus. Oh, yes. But where did she end up? Don't know. Shit. And Alice is not with them, too. Alice, the only one of the seven whose mind wasn't wiped. But she was she's incarcerated in, by the library. She's in magic jail. She's in magic jail next to one cell over from a suicidal black man who we come to find out. It's Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, God, the show is so fucking good. And it was right when Alice was struggling with whether or not she's a good person. And the guy next to her is Santa Claus, and he calls her nice. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, he literally yeah. said, I, the la- like, you were always on the night. Like, you, you were, were on always the nice on the list. nice list. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, also, I know there was something else that you freaked out about last episode, I'm sure. Yeah. What? What? A certain tailor of suits. What? Sherilyn Finn. Oh, Sherilyn Finn. <laughs> She's just showing up in all the magic shows. She's like, hey, Titans. put me in it. She's like, put me in it. Give me a small part. I just want to be in it. I like the she weird stuff. has not aged well. She has not aged well. She's but not that old. Same, She's only like 50. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, she was so epically beautiful on a level that is pretty impossible to maintain. Yeah, I guess. I'm being Twin unfair. Peaks. And for people who think I'm being sexist, I treat men just as horribly. That's right. Oh, my God. Uh, so it's, it's fantastic. I think there was a lot of highlights last episode. Leaning into the comic book genre is great. Seeing Sherilyn Finn was great. And having her characters back and remembering who they are and in danger, it's great. Okay, and here's why everything you're saying is why you're wrong about having a beef with the first issue first episode god i keep mixing them up the first episode skipped so many like scenes it just was like okay now we have this person just go with it but i watched it a second time and i i I wasn't as but you know why because then it's like do you really want to have four episodes no you're right to get to all that we don't need any of that we let's move past it i I said you're right i like i just like hearing that um, yeah, this, okay, I'm getting over being sick, and my voice is, like, fucking, I have, like, vocal fry oh, out please. the yin-yang. <laughs> vocal fry is so two years ago. Oh, my God, I also feel like, hi, my name is Arlene, I am from Long Island. Now, Arlene Fry is t- is very today. All right, what is going talking on like here? Talking like this. I am going this to talk is the about, most sexy. I'm going to talk about the fucking magicians. Jesus. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, fuck you. Suck my dick. Like, I just... <laughs> um, anyway, is there anything else good on television? No. No. Everything's awful. Wait, I do just want to say, though... I Except for Kimmy watching... Schmidt. There's a new season of Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I highly recommend like everyone it? watch it. I have to start that. Um, oh, I watched the Fire Festival documentary. It's it's okay. I did not watch it. It's stressful. It's very stressful. I watched Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, it wasn't that good. Yeah, but I saw there's like Jake Gyllenhaal's topless in it Ooh. with 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 oh, yes. like sexy Clark Kent glasses. Yeah, oh, there's a scene I'm where he's naked. I'm hundred percent there for that. Oh, Check our Twitter. Thank Check you. our Twitter account. You'll see a great picture. There's a great video of Jake Gyllenhaal like rolling his eyes at a guy interviewing him. Oh, I've seen it. 
with I the melancholy him not being able to know the word melancholy it's the director of velvet buzzsaw oh okay yeah that yeah, it's the cast it's the whole that, cast yeah what do you call it melancholy 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 oh my god oh my god so, I'm super excited because there is Jake Gyllenhaal is doing a one man show at um, the Public Theater what? here in New York. And about what? About his period? Like what? I it's called a it. life. It's like a one. Lo- it's a monologue. Uh, I think my husband might might have gotten tickets for my birthday. About is wait, is it about his own life or is it like no? A character? He plays a character. It's a it's one long character monologue. Did he write it? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. So it's like he's just in a play, a one-man it's, play. Yeah, it's two monologues back-to-back. It's when like I hear one one-man actor. show, it's I just think of, like, personal, like, when I was in oh, Donnie like, Darko, yeah. I was molested. You know what I mean? Like, that's oh what God. I was thinking it was going like to be. Start, you start kneeling down. <laughs> you start by kneeling down on one knee, and you do, like, an impression of something you said as a kid, and then you pop up. When I was growing up in Brooklyn, <laughs> that's a one-man show. Hey, Paul. When I was Why 10, I walked in on Mally chilling on Maggie naked, and I'm disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, my God. If I'm if I'm in a small theater watching Jake Gyllenhaal deliver a 30-minute monologue. Oh okay. God. Have you Boy, seen – but have you seen Jake Gyllenhaal in person yet, ever? No. Okay, I have. Oh, really? <gasps> I told what? you this story. I've told you this what? story. Okay. I start it the same way every time I tell it. So I was at the Pazzo Gelato in Silver Lake, California. <laughs> I hate this story. I know, right? It's like the most LA thing ever. I'm getting gelato in Silver Lake. And then I'm sitting there just talking really loudly to my friends, like blah, 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 blah. But my back is there. And I literally see all my friends like look as if a tidal wave is coming to murder them <laughs> like behind me. And I'm just like, what, what? And then I notice a silent fills the air and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. And then I was like, no, that is no. And he was got off a motorcycle, had some blonde bimbo neck with him. Oh. He was wearing full on leather motorcycle pants, a oh leather my God. jacket. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my like God. Like a low cut white tee and then was holding. Oh my God. Oh, I can't. And oh. I just looked at him and I oh. was like, it was like, it hit my soul. He must look like, he's he so look like handsome. Like, like you, yeah. ki- you're kind of like, when you see that in person, you're like, yeah, it's too much. That's insane. Like it's yeah. insane. He's, he's probably one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen, but it was too much. I, but the thing is, I didn't want to sleep with him because he's too pretty. He's too yeah, pretty. Exactly. Yeah. It, you need to ugly like, him up a bit. Like, there are some people who are just like, celebrities who are just superhuman in person like you're like how are you even how are you real i saw a celebrity today a celebrity that i do want to sleep with who harry shum jr (gasps) the gay guy from shadow oh i know exactly who he is he was in the cash register i am gonna text you okay wait hold on he's the hottest goddamn thing do you have your do you have your phone yeah yeah i'm sending you a picture because i took a picture Oh my God, Harry Shum Jr. from Glee and the very end, last five seconds of Crazy Rich Asians. Because you know why, you know why. One of the most beautiful men on the planet. He's going to be one of the main characters in this because I think the the second book, he's the new love interest. Mm -hmm. All right, I sent it to you. Um, Also, do you watch Shadowhunters? No, but I hear it's super gay. It's super gay. It's not that good. Look at this picture. Right? Oh my God. 
can't. Look at him shopping for his own food at Whole Foods. At that same Whole Foods, I saw the guy who, the girl from Glee, the teacher who had OCD. The redheaded one. Yeah. Yeah. She, I've seen her at that same Whole Foods. This Whole Foods is like a paparazzi bonanza. God damn. But anyway, Shadowhunters, watch it. Even on YouTube, you could just look up Shadowhunters, like gay, and it just has the gay plots. So I watched the first two seasons just of their gay story, and then I picked up, and now I watch the whole show, which isn't that good. But he's great and so sexy. And I want him inside of me. Yep. I want to watch. Like, when he was there from where I was, I almost was like, hey, hey, shum. Hey, get inside that, of me. And that just like I'd open my mouth and like point, point in my mouth, like put it in me. <laughs> Works every time. Yeah. Should we talk about comic books? Yes. Oh my God. Age. Um, let's, t- okay, should we end with uh, Age of X-Men? Let's end with Age. Let me really quick. I know you didn't read a DC book, but Ew. I read a DC book. What did you read, Brett? I read Heroes in Crisis number five. Ooh. And I just mm. want to say, I just yeah. want to check in with everybody and say, I'm still struggling with this tone of quiet melodrama that is just odd. However, the mystery is starting to reveal itself, which I don't mind. And I'm starting to get my head around it more I'm balancing between there are some really good points about PTSD in here versus what? Wait, versus what? So more to come. <laughs> versus what? Why are these choices being made? <laughs> um, this is the one where they're like in a jail, but then it's like no, it's a, it's it's. Or a, they escaped from a jail. Wait, what no, is it? it's a. Th- Therapy center. Oh, a therapy center. But they're like held prisoner, kind of. Mm, they're in little like holographic danger rooms where like their traumas appear around them and they have to like relive them. And okay. it seems like a really poor way to um, help heal people. Uh, and part of me is like, well, where did Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman get off building this with no psychological expertise? <laughs> I'm like, is this an effective therapy center? I don't... But I will say this. Superman... So the existence of the therapy center was a secret, but when a lot of heroes and villains got killed in it, it um, it, it came out in the, to the public that this place exists. And now there is somebody who is releasing all of the confessional booth footage out there. So uh. a lot of pages have a, like a nine-panel grid of a hero talking about their trauma. Some of it's interesting some of it's funny he'll take obscure dc characters and flesh them out like a teen titan called the protector who's only in the don't do drugs issue of the early 80s but he brings that character back and reveals that he was a drug addict at the time (laughs) (laughs) that's great but there's like a character commander steel who's a minor dc character who's been killed off and revived I, i i'm like i'm even guessing to say revived because writers forgot he was killed and he talks about what it's like to come back from the dead over and over but then this it ends with harley quinn doing hers 
And the whole thing is like the murderer is either Booster Gold or Harley Quinn. I'm starting to think the murderer is probably Wally West. But wow. yeah, so I, that's my theory. I think either the therapy center went sentient or Wally West is the killer. And there's a whole recent history of what they've been doing with Wally West that explains it. But neither you and I, you nor I care. Or so, I know who the killer is going to be. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. This sounds like a Scientology like metaphor. <laughs> so there's just going to be this like super short character will come in with like big teeth and then he'll jump on a couch and that's his power. <laughs> um, I'm going to read this kind of disturbing confessional Harley Quinn page. Okay. Um, it's, it's disturbing. It's dark. Should I do it in a Harley Quinn voice or not? Please do. Okay. Panel one, she says nothing. Panel two, she's looking down. Panel three. So, <laughs> Mr. I said, so Mr. J said, why did the chicken cross the road? And I said, duh, to get to the other side. And he said, no, to get to the moron's house. Then he said, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? And he said, the chicken. Then he started hitting me. He hit me good. I mean, that's this book. <laughs> you sound like Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Somewhere that's green. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> then he started hitting me. Then he started hitting me. He oh, hit my me God. Good. Oh, Jesus. Jesus <laughs> We're going to hell. Anyway. Anyway, I give it ew, ew, ew. Okay. Just middle of the road there. Just middle of the road. So now I think we're going to focus on three hot, hot Marvel books. Yeah. I think first we should hit the West Coast Avengers. Let's go to the West Coast first. Poor Kate Bishop. Ooh, sucks having your current boyfriend and your ex-boyfriend. And the then apparently, and then apparently, your parents are the villains. That's gotta suck. Apparently, your dead mother is now a henchman to Madame Mask. Yeah, and then the father is there helping in cahoots More with than, the whole thing. He's a mastermind. Yeah, that Madame Mask is working for. That's what it seemed like. Or was he like providing the money? the backer he's the like back. the backer the you know what investor. i mean it seemed like he's yeah it's yes exactly like he's like wolferman and hart or something i just saw a wolferman and hart t-shirt and i want it do you know what that is no it's the it's the law the evil law firm that was the enemy the main big bad on angel oh okay i knew it sounded familiar yeah uh yeah there's also a t-shirt that just came out with Blanche from Golden Girls saying, eat dirt and die trash. Eat dirt and die trash. <laughs> and I kind of want that one too. So West Coast Avengers it's um, good. added Marvel Boy to the team. It, especially with him like fully on. Like she needs to be like, this is my boyfriend. Do you know she did not say that once? She did not introduce the other guy as the boyfriend. I know. She was not cool with him showing up. Marvel boy. Like, I think she was being shitty to her current boyfriend and... To Fuse. Yeah. Yes. 
And I think it's, uh, but apparently he's almost like, he's, he's kind of like Longshot for some reason. But like if Longshot and Quicksilver merge together, yeah, that makes sense. Like he's almost think- like unaware that he's being like obtrusive and mean and rude. Yes, very Quicksilver-ish. I, like, I think Mar- Marvel Boy is, uh, he's gotten quite different from when Morrison originally created him, and but like not through any sort of meaningful character development focus. Just, uh-huh. just because people are like, oh, I want to write him like this. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we're glad that America's Girlfriend survived and they kissed. I wasn't. I was like, you're, you're chum, you're fodder. She's not. Get out of here. Give her um, some powers. Otherwise, I don't care. I don't I want. Know. I don't want normies in my comics. <laughs> no, get out of the way. They're like, why have a normie in a comic? They always have to be carried around in a telekinesis bubble. I know. At least it's so funny how it's just like, can you do that? Like, I know you don't want to, but can you like do telekinesis bubble? He's like, stop asking me that. <laughs> <laughs> stop asking me to protect people. Um, I love Hawkeye with no shirt on, but with his quiver backpack. Uh huh. That was real good hot. Look. That was real it's hot. Good I liked yeah. Quentin had a uh, I devamp Jubilee, and oh, all I got God. was this T-shirt. <laughs> we need to like we need to go back through these issues and just write down every T-shirt because oh we're missing God, out they're so by not good. really keeping track. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's so and then. But then the one thing, the most significant thing is the emotional development of Quentin Choir. Do you know what yeah. he said that was very significant? Um, someone who I care about is exactly. losing their mind. Exactly, yes. Yeah, I'm upset. Like, he fully on, like, lost his composure and then just totally admitted that he really cares about her. And it's actually concerning that she thinks she's in a comic. Quentin has these moments of unbelievable maturity which he consistently has had these pockets of emotional maturity. Yeah, he's great. But in the he's way such he... He's a great character. He is very similar. He's almost like the, the, the male, younger version of Emma Frost. Yeah, he is. That's why we love him. Um, I love that now we have two Grant Morrison creations on... This team, Quentin Choir and Marvel Boy. Love it. When was Marvel Boy invented? It was when there was a limited series, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s. Um, It was around the same time. Was it a line? It might have been like part of a Max line or something like that. I'm looking this up. I want to say that Grant Morrison, around the same time he did Fantastic Four, one, two, three, four. Right. He did Marvel Boy. What is Grant Morrison doing now? Uh, Green Lantern. Is it good? Are you have you read any of I'm it? I'm not reading it. Is he's writing it like a police procedural, which is oh. something he always said he wanted to do. Uh, so I'm not reading it, but I do plan on it. Marvel Boy number one, August two thousand. It was part of Marvel Knights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's like the that was a more an adult like a max. It was like isn't that the same thing kind of? Yeah, yeah. It was more adultish. It was kind of out of continuity, but he was folded in. Um, 
But he, you know, it was it was a book about a teenage kid that crashed on Earth and declared war on the Earth. He was a dick. Yeah, I love it. Kate Bush, Kate Bush, Kate Bishop was fucking him. <gasps> what if it was Kate Bush, Kate Bishop? <laughs> I hear that Kate Bush is on um, is going to be the next West Coast Adventure. I would totally believe she had magic powers. Ooh. Oh my god! I, Have you seen I some of her videos? Kate Bush and Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. Her videos are insane. She's crazy. She's crazy town. Anyway, um, it's great. Go read it. Read West Coast Avengers. If you're not, you're an idiot. You're a fucking it. idiot. It's Kelly Thompson. Read it. Let's talk about X-Force. Let's talk about Ed Brisson and X-Force. I don't like the artist. He, he was doing X-Men for a while, too. I don't like it. Yeah. Know what it is? It either needs to go further to like Scotty Young and be almost completely, yeah, cartoony, or it needs to go. Otherwise, it's just yeah. I just yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the we don't kill character on a team that's pretty much about killing. Well, just, but but they weren't about killing. No, they were being. They were about proactive. Yeah, they were about being proactive. They were about not reacting, but going to the out, fight. Going to the fight, taking them out before. Yes, but uh, I'm. My thing is, is do you think it's uh, the writing, or do you think like the editors are like, let's have this be like a no kill book. Yeah, I, I think it is a traditional. I think it is original X Force, and I think it is a bunch of characters who do struggle with killing, and they're all characters who do struggle with killing and not killing. Um, I would. I wish though that that was more spread out amongst the team rather than Cannonball, because the weird part is like I feel like on the Black Ops Wolverine centric X Force. I feel like Warpath was the we don't kill character sometimes. Right, right, right. And here Cannonball is saying to Warpath, we Well, don't kill. in the last Weapon X's, they're all just like killing everything. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I should factor that in. Um, but then, yeah, Domino and Warpath are like, I wonder if they're still fucking. They don't really address any of that. No. Here's my thing. Nathan Cable is like a teenager, yeah. right? So yes. here's my thing. If suddenly Obama was shot in the head, but they're like, hey, look, like if the, imagine when Obama was president, he was shot in the head. And then they're like, oh, he's dead. But look, we got a 14-year-old Obama here. Here, you run the country. I wouldn't want that. I don't understand why they are letting Cable, because they all think he's doing a bad job. Why are they letting Cable right. lead them? Right. I think they should be like, um, Cannonball's actually been a leader of the Avengers. <laughs> and Domino has led teams. Like, let us handle it. Yeah. You're on for the ride. You can give us your input. I don't understand why they're all blindly going. That, I feel like that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense. Just because someone was your idol doesn't mean you'd follow the teen version of him around. I mean, is is he leading them? 
or does he just have a plan and he's making them go, well, it's the same thing. But that's the thing. Why are they going along with it? Why are they blindly following him? I don't get it. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like Rachel's going to, because we also found out it's Ahab, which means Rachel Summers is going to be in this shortly. That'd be, that's one way to make Rachel cool. And they'll kill her. And wait, speaking of, what, and can I get some Boom Boom follow-up? Come on. Oh, that's right, because she was late, right? She was like two steps behind everybody, but still discovering stuff about their same mission. Cool. Oh, yeah, they left that, that out. Come on, Boomies. I need some Boomies. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go back to my room. Anyway. Speaking of boom, 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 I actually bought a Boom Studios book um, starring all the classic WWF wrestlers like Andre the Giant. <laughs> Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Hawk Hogan. Yes, yes. Uh, who's the step into a Slim Jim? Was he one of those? Randy, Randy Savage. Savage. It's pretty great. Uh, there's a, a um, adventure starring one of my personal favorites, Erwin R. Scheister, IRS, <laughs> who was the accountant. Who, who did you have a crush on? Oh my god, all of them. Uh, Brutus Beefcake was the one. I liked I Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Like, oh yeah. And then he was in They Live, and then I really liked him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They the WWF guys, and I'm using F purposely because that's what it was called at the time. That they were, they were responsible for some of my sexual awakening. Hell yeah! It was the Maybe last. The he book. was like Muscle Man in underwear. Hell yeah. Was All it right. good? Wait, was it good? No, it was stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was trash. Um, and then this, the leader of this country is an idiot. Like the, the general that took over an X-Force yeah. is yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Like he killed like, that alien. Military. He killed that alien thing or, or the person from the future. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's not going to bite you in the ass. Right. I'm like, I think that's Cable, <laughs> personally. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Cable. Oh, God. That means he's setting the whole thing up? Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, speaking of, hey, we got another one. Age of X-Men. Another fucking age. Age yep. of Apocalypse. House of M. Age of X, which just happened, when was that, 2012? Yeah, that, that was pretty recent. That was like six years ago. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that, where Cyclops was basilisk. And <laughs> yeah, and then he was fucking, uh, he was fucking, what's the, the girl, the alkalite, what's her name? The str- With the oh, strength. Boy. Oh, Frenzy? Frenzy, yeah, he was dating Frenzy in it. Yeah, like, weird. That was and then weird. that's what made her be good. It's because afterwards she's like, I know we're not together, but it made me realize I could be a hero. And it was like all that, uh, all this yeah. was to turn Frenzy into a good guy character. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. Um, something about Age of X-Men, though. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's pretty fucking good. That's the worst <laughs> part really of it. Good. My my only problem with Age of X-Men is like we... We've done we've done this idea to death, but this is a very good version of it. I will say yeah. they need more explanation of. Should I just give away the twist right now? Sure. Um, this is a world where everyone is a mutant, so that is no longer a problem. But 
Uh, because mutants can be born too powerful, they need to make sure, so everyone is genetically born, which means no one is allowed to have sex, and no one is allowed to mate, or couple, or be in a relationship. God, I love it. And, of course, Jean Grey fucks of Bishop! Of course, Jean Grey! Alright, so, let's talk about Bean, which is my ship name for Bishop and Jean. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that they work. <laughs> so oh, so you're like into this. <laughs> I'm like, they work. Also, I love that Jean has been reduced to Marvel Girl. Like, she's innocent and soft and, yeah. and, you well, know, that's and how, that about, he needs... about a man. But that's, you know what? He had to do that to her. He neutered Jean. To, in to world. keep her under control because she's too powerful. Yeah. 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 So there will be a big eruption of power by Jean at the end of this. But right yeah. now she is very much Marvel Girl. And it kind of went into um, every book that's going to come out, which was like, I, I wonder why that. he's doing this? Well, then read this <laughs> fucking comic. So let's go through those. Let's go through those. Okay. Um, the first one I think is my favorite where they take this new mutant that they find back to um, – the place where all mutants eventually go to get trained. Angel is running some Summers Institute. But they create uh, where, 30, they said they create 30% of the world's food on they their farms. 30%. So it's this utopia within this utopia, the Summers Institute. And I just love this whole goddamn book because this is so about a utopia where things are so fucked up behind the curtain, which is one of my favorite kinds of stories. So she walks, so Angel takes the new mutant and they walk by Glob Herman. <laughs> and Glob Herman is just staring at Angel and the girl and they just zoom in panel by panel on Glob's eye and a caption says, what's on Glob's mind? Find out in next gen, <laughs> number one. And it basically does that at every point. Like, why is that happened to Bishop? <laughs> Where's Bishop going? Find out in Prisoner X, number one. But the thing that's so cute about Glob is he's not okay. So, <laughs> he's sad. Wrong. Something's wrong with him. I think he knows something. I was going to say, I think, I think he knows something's off with the universe they're in. Or I think that the next-gen kids are planning some sort of rebellion. Well, I'm he, wondering he, if the fact that Glob and Pixie and Armor... Was anyone else stuck in there? Rock Slide. And Rock Slide, if because they already were in X-Man's mind before in, a, in the Age of Apocalypse, they might be, maybe they're kind of immune or something. To They're like the to, Layla Millers. Yes, someone has to be the Layla Miller and the Wolverine of, of uh, House of M. But uh, I'm really excited for Cy- uh, Psylocke's team. They're the so ones that they're them. like they're like the police force. That if they're somebody's fucking, police. if somebody's fucking, they they come along and put in it and put a stop to it. So X Men sees Bishop and Jean brush pinkies against each other um, when they're leaving the kitchen, and then later, and well, then later on, Bishop and Jean have full on sex, and then. Uh, people bust into Bishop's room. It's Psylocke, Iceman, in his Folsom Street fair. And then the new Monetta. And Monetta, who's got wiggly fingers that go up your nose and she reads your mind. I don't like it. But is it Monet? I don't know. I wonder if it's like one of the siblings. 
Because it's like Monet, Monet but, A and Monet B. But, but but what's the? Isn't that uh, what's his name? Her her brother has those weird wiggle fingers. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely so there's something Monet-ish going on there, yeah. which I hope so because I don't need a new character. Right, I don't need a new character. Well, they so they they put a uh, collar on Bishop, and he's like teleported away somewhere, and then later the creepiest thing. The X Men don't remember that Bishop was on their team. Well, they he's said replaced. Well, they said early he's like, "Oh, are you arresting Jean?" And they're like, "No, she's like too important. We're just gonna mind wipe her." Just mind wipe her. So all the X Men just Laura X twenty three shows up, and, and it's they're like, like "Oh, you were the always there." Oh, you were always the one on the team. Oh yeah. Oh, so weird. Uh, another thing, Nature Girl on the A Squad oddly works for me oh my god and the joke about her smelling bad <laughs> oh my god that was amazing where storm's like i'm making her a sweater she's like oh why because she hasn't washed the other one and you're like what that was like what Incredible. am i reading there's subtle comedy there's it's who writes this again this one in particular is um zach thompson and lonnie nadler okay this is really who, good they, they they've partnered on a bunch of x books before um, I, uh, yeah, I'm also very into Nightcrawler being a yeah. movie star, and Megan is his, like, his, co-star. like, co-star wife, maybe? No, uh, no, because there's no, no wives. just co-star. No. Oh, that's right, duh. So that means they're fucking, but on the oh, DL, oh God, oh illegally. They're illegally oh fucking, and what's going to happen to this movie star when it gets exposed that he's fucking somebody? I think that's what that whole thing is about, is a big oh, scandal. Oh, Absolutely. It's like going to be like a Me Too scandal, but just consensual fucking. Did you see the cover of one of the covers for the um, extremist? What is it? Extremist? Extracts? Extracts. Psylocke and the Extracts, right? Uh, No, that's Apocalypse. and the Extracts. I'm talking about Psylocke's team. No. Have you seen another uh, cover? What is it? Of um, Psylocke and the Blob. Uh, Kissing? Embracing? (laughs) No! What? You have put Jean Grey through so much, and now you're going to make her fuck Blob? She's going to fuck... Psylocke's going to fuck Blob? So I think that... Why do you treat my character like garbage? (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. I am angry. But you know what? You know who else is going to have a forbidden relationship? North Star and Iceman. Hell yeah. And they're going to remember that shit. And he's going to fucking leave his husband. Leave his... that human. You Get don't rid have of that powers. Muggle, Get that out of here. Fucking normie. Go with Ramona. <laughs> Ramona? Um, so I'm wondering, are, from West Coast Avengers. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, are, like, is there an equivalent to the Age of Apocalypse books? Because wasn't there a Nightcrawler? Like, wasn't there a book where it was pretty much about Nightcrawler? In the Age of Apocalypse books? I thought there was like, well, I thought it was just like an X-Man book. I thought he was the solo one that they concentrated. No, well, there was something called like Factor X or something that was pretty much just about Nightcrawler on the hunt for Mystique. Like even in AOA Alpha, which they set up the books the same way this one does, Age of X-Man Alpha. In Age of Apocalypse, like um, Apocalypse sends Kurt. He's like, go find your mother. And Kurt bamps off. And that was a book. Oh, 
So wow, I, wonder, I love- are they like kind of mirroring the Age of Apocalypse books? I bet you they are. I bet you they are. We'll have to know it for next week. This is our detective bit. Detective, oh, <gasps> gay comic book detectives. Gay comic Can book detectives. You? We have to figure out. Write this down, Brad, because I'm gonna forget. We have to remember. Uh, yeah, what uh, is there a direct correlation to the books now? To the other, to the old books. What's the new book of the X Men called? The Amazing X? No. Marvelous. The Marvelous X Men. They've never been no, the Marvelous. Amazing was AOA. Yeah. Hmm. No, I thought it was Astonishing. No. Astonishing first showed up in AOA though. Astonishing, I think, was something different. It was like a. It was um, where you found out that Wolverine was death. It was like Cable Angel. What? It wasn't part of AOA. There was a all weird. Right. We'll book find. We'll discover all this out next week. <laughs> so tune in. The AOX books. I'm writing in Evernote. Are the AOS books mirrors of AOA books? Okay. Um, and then uh, what other? Oh, and then you're going to follow Bishop to the jail. Yeah. With the other people that fuck. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. Like the only person I can remember. It's Polaris. It was Polaris. Isn't, uh, oh, Danny Moonstar. Danny Moonstar. Let's talk. Yeah. Danny Moonstar is on regular Earth because she's part of Cyclops' team. So what the fuck? Wait, but it said it was that was. Are you sure that was Danny Moonstar? Maybe they mislabeled they it. Said when... maybe, but Danny Moonstar was not there. She was not whisked away to this world. Huh. Also, wasn't she like half? Um, wasn't she like uh, absorbed warlock? Yeah, and those that version, like the techno organic new mutants, like a lot of them were. They're on Cyclops' team, and they, they look all like fucking warlocked up. Huh. So. What is that? Listen, I have something else to tell you. That you you know that the experience. You're pregnant. Is by, yes, I'm pregnant. Good night, everybody. I'm having a baby. On the episode. No. The extremists are... Wait. Is uh, The extremists are going to be written by Leia Wait, wait, wait. The extremists, the Psylocke one. Yes. Okay. It's written by Leia Williams. Yes. Which is great. And she said that she asked for Emma Frost, but she couldn't have her because she's taken. And I don't think it was on Jessica Jones. I think Cyclops X-Men... I think Cyclops Uncanny is going to... You have to. You have to. You have to. Come on. If you don't have her involved somehow, like, they were fucking together for years. You have to. Oh, my God. I'm dying. I'm dying. I just hope it all happens the way so that Diamonds and Butterflies still make sense. Yes. Oh, (laughs) and the, the final book is revealed on the last page of Alpha. And that's the Apocalypse one. Yeah. Wait, what's the, the one with Rebel? What's the one with Bishop with the in jail? Prisoner X. Prisoner X, and then uh, Apocalypse about love. I, that's, what is that? Do you think that that uh, that X Man just reversed his brain to make him like all lovey dovey or something? You know what's so weird? Like you can equate it with Darwinism. Wait, what? Which essentially isn't that what Apocalypse is? Survival of the fittest, Darwinism. Ah. Huh. Coupling leading to it leading to beings uh, of greater greater power, greater yeah, uh, capacity. 
I like all of this. I so like maybe that's why he's going. the love character, because he's always been a Darwinist. Also, it's weird that Genesis is there. And Dazzler. Dazzler and Kitty Pride and, and Kitty Pride with long else. hair. Who's which, the black girl on it? Is that Edie? She's new. She's new. Oh, uh, no. She's Monetta. Another Monetta. There's more Monetta. They're all just named Monetta. And then halfway through, they're like, all these new characters, why do we call them Monetta? She's called something. Like, oh. I forget. Well, I'm excited well, for it. I'm on board for all of it. I'm on board for all of it too, but I definitely and and Cyclops is back. Did we talk about Cyclops coming back? Did you read that uncanny issue? The annual? Yeah. Yeah. I Did we it. talk about it? No. Oh. Fuck. I loved it. <laughs> it was great. And it also he was said- like it made it was like not like it was a very believable like they took things that actually happened in canon and gave a super believable reason of how to bring him back how to bring him back and even his reaction to kind of how he was written under bendis he kind of washed it away and now he's back yeah and he's back to old cyclops this was very much steeped in now let's superhero cyclops now let's just fucking uh Let's fucking get take away Wolverine's uh, hot claws and give him back his memory, and let's be on with it. Right. I'm sick let's of get it. On with it. I'm sick of it. Because that's the thing. I'm so sure when he when he meets up with Wolverine, is he going to remember who the fuck he is? Oh yeah, Cyclops. <laughs> oh, you mean Wolverine? Wolverine. Or Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine. I have no. Who the fuck knows what is going on with Wolverine? Who knows? Hey, Marvel. Oh my God. Fix it. Hey, fix it. Marvel, I'm using my sexy voice. Hey, fix Marvel. Wolverine. Marvel, look at me. I'm Jesus opening my mouth. And I'm pointing in. <laughs> fuck my mouth with Wolverine what doing. What the fuck? Is he the phoenix? What is... Does he have a stone? What is happening? Why did he give it to a Black Widow clone? Emma All Stone. Emma... Do you, oh, did you read when Emma remembered that she and Logan were a character called Diamond Patch, and that's yeah. why she advocated saving that universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, that, did that comic ever come out with the, the, the Punisher? Yeah. The, did it? Yeah. Was it good? I didn't read it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. The, the Punisher pack one was really dark. It was really dark. So it's just like the little kids are just murdering everybody. Yes. Oh. Creepy. And they love it. Like, they love it. It ends with them just, like, loving murder. Uh, Kids are the creepiest. I was staying with, uh, I was on vacation last week, and, like, my niece, like, we were, like, doing stuff, and then she just started going, like, la, 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 la. And then I just was, like, don't. And I was, like, you have to not do that because it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're seven years old, but it's really creepy. La, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was like that. And I'm like, I know you don't intend this, but I think you're about to murder me. Oh, did I tell you the other time I screamed? I like literally screamed out loud to a little child who scared me just last week. Did, I did you hit this? it? No. No. Uh, next door, there's a, there's like a nice Asian family and their one son is maybe like eight or nine. And it was cold out. And he had, like, a superhero, like, one of those things that covers, like, from the nose down, like, winter hats. Sure. But it had, like, it was, like, some, like, almost, like, ninja thing. Like, it looked like it was something for kids. Like a Mortal Kombat thing. Yeah. So he was wearing that, and 
and you've been to my place before. You kind of go down the little hallway, and it's both of our doors at the very end. I was doing laundry, and I walk around the corner, and he's standing right under the light just with that mask on, and he just stares at me and doesn't say anything. And I just went, ah! (laughs) And then he just goes, hi. (laughs) I was like, oh, hi. Hi. (laughs) That's the scariest part. I felt like an idiot. And I was like, I'm just going to go inside. And then I go inside. I was like, he's going to murder me. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, hey, I just want to say that the art on Age of X Men Alpha was—it's great. Stunning. It's great. It looks like that's going to be for Marvelous X Men. Stunning. The same art because it really captures it. that like innocent utopia. And it had like a. It reminded me a bit of Saga, like the art from Saga. Yeah, I love it's it. Ramon Rosanas. That's good, great good job, Ramon. Keep great. At it. Know who else? I think I need. I don't read Thor, but whoever's doing the covers to Thor. They're gorgeous. Oh, I haven't noticed. Like, look at the last cover to Thor, where he's like flying with like a through the rainbow thing. What's that called? Their trap. Uh, the Bifrost. The Bifrost. The, the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Gorge. Anyway. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's so gorge. Right? Yeah. Who is this cover artist? Oh my God. Oh, it's so nice. Ooh, and all of them have been like that caliber. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I probably should read it. There's a lot of good artists out there. But I'm going to tell you this. I am kind of over each issue of something having 10 covers. I'm also over uh, the artist on the inside isn't always doing the cover. Oh, I want, well, yeah, that's I want common. the art. I know, but I like it when the artist does the cover because you know what you're going to get on the inside. You know what I mean? I like that. Totally. And I, I like having so dis- one cover. Do you remember when Earth X came out? And Earth all the X. covers were done by Alex Ross? And it was right after Kingdom Come. Anyway. Wait, was that, was that, that that's thought. DC, right? Kingdom Come was DC and it was all done by Alex Ross. Yeah, I didn't read any. And then after that, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And then after that, Marvel came out with Earth X, which was in the future, and it was all these weird versions of the characters. And Alex Ross, like I thought he was doing the art. Turns out he was just doing the covers, and some other guy did the art inside. I was never so disappointed ever. It's a trick. Don't do that to me. It's a cheap trick. It's a. It's a. What's the line from Clue? It's, it's a, a great trick. trick. It's a great trick. <laughs> oh, what fun. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, Every- I'm excited about everything. I'm really into everything. I am too. Like, I'm super excited to watch The Magicians. I'm super excited to read the X-Men books. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm super excited jazzed. for Captain Marvel coming. Oh, yeah. March. I'm super excited. Wait, wait is them. it March or February? March. March. They moved it up. Yeah, I'm super excited for, which I I'm thinking this is Kree Scroll War the movie, so I'm super excited for that. Yeah, I'm super excited for them setting up Secret Invasion. Like I totally now that we're closer to it, I'm really feeling it. Like I'm for a while there, I was like, there's no way they're gonna do Secret Invasion. I really feel like they are. Which I'm very disappointed that I wish the Runaways they would have made Zavin a scrawl, and let that cross over into everything. Mm, well, I like that they didn't, because they're using scrolls for something else. 
I know, but I'm like, saying let it let them be part of it. Didn't they? I think that's part of what they had to change about Dark Phoenix was they had to take out any mention of Skrull because I think originally they were Skrulls. Well, the, is the Shi'ar in the new Dark Phoenix? I don't. Think I don't think it's any so. alien stuff. See, that's the thing. If you were smart, you would do. Um, <clears throat> Dark Phoenix would be a two-part movie, and the second part would all be in the Shi'ar. Oh, totally! Like Kill Bill. Yeah. Like different different genre for part two. Yeah. God, let me write the X Men and make the movies. Especially, who's gonna do the new movies? They're starting. The, they're they're doing a Brian Singer free. <laughs> X-Men oh from now on. Now that he's finally been destroyed. Has he? Because he's still making $40 million from Bohemian Rhapsody. He is, and the other director won't fire him, but that movie will completely flop, and everyone will realize that he's poisoned. Because no, one no one's going to ever hire him for anything ever again. He's too much controversy. No one, It's not worth the controversy. It's gross. He's not even that good. Oh, come on. Usual Suspects. That was a good movie. And the first yeah, X, the no, first two X-Men are really good, too. And I really liked great. how he saved, uh, you know, Days of Future Past from that horrible first-class first garbage. Yeah. Fine. All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, and everyone in between, thank you so much for listening to Episode 70 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett. This was Evil Jeff. Hi. And if if you want to um, hit us up on Insta or Twitter, we're Comic Book Queers. Um, you can email me at cbqbrett. Um, oh, Evil, I got approved for a press badge at C2E2. Sweet. So I'm going. So that'll be sweet. So maybe we'll get some sweet interviews or something. I don't know. But we'll be there. Um, and in the meantime, may all your dreams come true. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you like comics... Well, then that makes you queer, queer on a certain level. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>